Hello, I'm Ron Harnevo, and thank you for joining uh, the first episode of my new podcast, Accent. I guess you've noticed from my first sentence so far that I have an accent. Um, it's something that immediately stands out, uh, almost to prove that I'm not from here, although I am. I live in New York for the past 10 years, uh, but I'm also Israeli, that's true. It's where I grew up, and it is my culture. And during the years, I realized I'm becoming a mixed bag, and it's a big part of my identity. So I'm an entrepreneur with an accent. I'm also a father with an accent. And I'm now a new internet CEO of Homies, which is a new platform only for people with accents. So that's what I'm going to do here. I'm going to dive into the lives of successful foreign-born people. And I do it because I believe that behind every accent, there is such a deep and complex and a funny world. So for my first episode, it only makes sense to host another Israeli accent. And I'm here with Leo Raz, uh, one of the two writers and the main actor of Fauda, an Israeli TV show that was acquired by Netflix a year ago and just won massive global success. And Leo, who is also a very good friend of mine before his life changed forever, needed to take a big decision and leave Israel in a few months to chase the land of opportunities, America. Hi, Leo. Hi. Uh, so you're 45 or 6? 46. 46 years old. And you are married to Metal? Yeah. Three kids? Three kids. Ages? Nine, seven, and three. Nine, seven, and three. Yeah. And out of the fucking nowhere, you're also an international TV and movie star, the writer and the main actor of Fauda, right? Yeah. She's a huge success on Netflix these days. But I mean huge. So, yeah. you grew up where? I was born in Jerusalem, mm -hmm. but then my father decided when we were four, when I was four, to be a settler. There was a place called Maale Adumim near yeah. Jerusalem. So we were like the fourth family was there. Just to give everyone context, in very a Jewish kind of um, town, but very surrounded with Palestinians. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it wasn't political things for my father. Uh -huh. But we went there and I lived all my life with, like in the desert, in caravan, yeah. with uh, Bedouins surrounding me. And it was good. That's where you got your Arabic? My Arabic came because my father actually used to speak Arabic at home. Uh -huh. He used to work also for the Israeli uh, secret services for a long time. And he speaks Arabic, fluent Arabic. And so I heard him a lot. And also my, he opened a nursery when, he, when we were kids. So all the workers in the nursery were Arabs. And for me, those are, were my playmates because every day after school I went there. Cool. So I had to speak Arabic with them. Cool. Yeah. So... You know, we're all 18, we're going to the army. Yeah. I don't think we ask a lot of questions. We just want mm -hmm. to be excellent and everybody goes to the army. So that's, there's a reason why you go to the army at such a young age. And basically your army changes your life. Yeah. Right? In, and it connects to Fauda in many ways. So give people kind of a, what have you okay. done there? How many years? And why was it such a meaningful experience for you? First of all, I was there for three years. It's mandatory in yeah. Israel. Actually, in the beginning, I wanted to go to the IDF uh, theater, <laughs> the theater in the IDF. But then I decided to volunteer to a special forces. As you said, you want to be excellent. You want to be... Mm -hmm. This is why we are here, I think, me and you, because you want to be number one all the time. Yeah. And 
I was volunteer to a special forces dealing with blending into the, the Arab population as disguised like Arabs and getting in undercover into the Arab population. And um, it was for three years. It was a hard, hard job. And so, yeah, I think at the time I didn't know that this would change my life because after I finished the army, actually I was... I didn't talk about my army for like 20 years. And then I decided after 20 years that I want to write about it. So this is why everything happening now to me, it's just because of my decision when I was 18 to go to the special forces. And I struggled, you know, because I don't believe in just to be an actor. I think you have, as an actor, it's very hard to succeed, you know? So you have, you need to have your own success behind the acting, you know? So. I had uh, I was creative director in BBDO, um, you know it's a, it's a big company all over the world, and also I used to I, I played in a lot of movies, but also all the time supporting roles, you know. Yeah. I was a supporting one. I was lead role, but I was supporting role, and it was hard in that way. But I had a great life because I did. I was very successful in what I did, not just in acting. So it was good. But yeah, I struggled. I struggled and until I decided to, to take it, you know, to my hands. So you do a lot of stuff, and then you write uh, Fauda with your partner, Avi Sasharov. Yeah. You shop around, not easy, right? Yeah, we, nobody wanted the show in the beginning, you know. We went to the biggest broadcasters in Israel, Keshet, for example. They didn't want the show. And then we went to Reshet. There's another one they didn't want it. Nobody wants it. But just a little satellite broadcasters in Israel called Yes, really want that show. It was very hard selling. But, you know, as me and my partner Avi all the time saying, we don't see obstacles. We just move or around them or above them or through them. Yeah. So. And ent entrepreneurs. Yeah. Two years ago, I was sitting in your house in Brooklyn and I asked you, what is Netflix? You remember that? Mm -hmm. And actually, I didn't know how it works, you know, I know television in Israel, that's it. And I'm, I think I'm, an, uh, you know, Israeli who lives in Israel with um, Israeli dreams, with um, Israeli future, um, just as a writer and an actor in a very successful show in Israel. Yeah. So just to give everyone the context, I'm not going to talk about the Israeli success of Fauda because we're talking to international audience, but Fauda basically just got out of the closet, was aired, and I would say it's the most successful cable series in the history of Israeli cable. It was just unbelievable. Yeah. But then it was so good and so exceptional that almost in a day, I'd say, it became successful internationally. Without playing in English, without moving or, you know, reshooting it again for an American audience or for a global audience, just subtitles. And the first question before we get into this success is, why do you think Fauda had such an international appeal? It's a good question. I don't have the answer. You know, I think it's a good story. In the beginning, actually, you say that it was big success, but I remember that Netflix bought us and they said we're going to, I thought it's going to be a remake. Said, yeah, know, they're going to remake. That's like Homeland, usually what you know? they yeah. do. Yeah. And I said, oh, yeah. And then I said, no, no, we want it just as is. And I said, nobody will see it. Nobody will watch this. You know, it's in Arabic and Hebrew. Why people want to see it about the Palestinians, Israelis conflict? Nobody will want to see this kind of thing. Sure. And I said, okay, all right. So Netflix bought it. 
And then it was all of a sudden it became crazy, you know, everyone started to see it, it was word to mouth, you know, everyone started to talk about it. And you see uh, in Twitter, all of a sudden you see a tweet from Stephen King saying this is an amazing show. And then an article, big article in the New Yorker, and then the Hollywood Reporter, and then everybody started to talk about it. Yeah. Even Conan O'Brien got Even Conan O'Brien, yeah. He just show, watched it, right? Yeah, he watched it, he loved the show, yeah. and he just wanted to interview me. It was amazing. And I'll tell you a, a nice story that happened to me. I went to Miami. The first time that I flew to the U.S. after we broadcasted it on Netflix, so I thought nobody will know me, you know. It's... So I went to the immigration in, uh, in the airport, and I saw a police officer looking at me in a, in a, in a different way, and I said, okay, they're gonna, they caught yeah, me. My mother they is caught from me. Iraq. Yeah, 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 they caught me I, yeah. with my beard, <laughs> and they're going to take me to jail. And she looked at me, and she said, and she's with her finger, asked me to come. And then she looked at me in a scary look, and then she said, what about second season of Fauda? <laughs> and then I understood that it's, it's something biggest that I thought. And then I went out, I took an Uber, and the Indian guy, you know, an immigrant from India, saw me in his mirror and almost made it uh, an accident because he recognized me from the show. And then I went to the beach and people just started to take pictures with me and I had to run away to the, to the hotel. And then I went to Canada and, and I had to, to be with bodyguards. I didn't thought, thought about it. But then they put me in a hotel with a different name because people started to... For real. Yeah. So it was crazy. And now when I walk in the streets, for me, it, in New York... Yeah, we walked together a few days ago, and I expected Israelis to approach you. Yeah. No, you're being approached by everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which I think is, first of all, I'd say, I think that, you know, as an Israeli show, you uh, didn't dehumanize anyone. And what's amazing for me about Fauda is that everybody can find themselves. You actually gave uh, room to every narrative, and you showed that people are human beings in so many ways, even in such a complex kind of ecosystem like the Israeli-Palestinian uh, conflict. But what was amazing for me is Netflix got you guys, which is 100% subtitles, mm -hmm. and still globally it was successful. Like people watch it all over the place. All over the world. It's 192 countries, Arab countries, all over Europe, South America. I'm getting emails from Lebanon, from Kuwait, from Saudi Arabia, from everywhere. You know, because everyone sees the show all over the world. It's global. In yeah. a minute, it's a global. And by the way, whoever did content with, you know, I come from video, like before the internet, the, the rights for each country are so fucking complicated, it's impossible. And then yeah. there's one platform, you know, buys you. I remember our conversation, you know, two years ago, and what I told you is that I think that Netflix is going to change our lives, mm -hmm. which they are. And for me, they changed my life as a consumer. You know, yeah. I just watch better content, but they really change your life. They changed my life, you know, like in 180 degrees. I'm, I hope it didn't change me, but it's changed my life. You know, I'm, I'm, it's a worldwide success. So yes. For me, I, I think it's a huge change. Like when I talk, sorry that I take it back to immigration and whatever, but like there's never been a time that really, really successful people outside of the US or whatever could have gotten so easily into a global audience. And for me, what, what Netflix really has done you know, they spotted how talented you are, and in a second, they brought it to a global audience. Right. And that changes everything. And it also, I think, educates... I, I actually tell Americans a lot that the good thing about Netflix is that it brings new voices to the game. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're not only buying Israeli shows, they're right. buying shows no from way all over. From, yeah, yeah. yeah. And suddenly, the, the whole the narratives are changing, and people are getting more accustomed. 
Um, you know, the next show that we are writing, it's going to be, I think, in four different languages. Hmm. It's going to be in Spanish, in English, in Arabic, and in Hebrew. And it's global. We think global now, you know? And this is, if you go to immigration again, I think when you have a kid and he grow up in one place, so he thinks local. Of course. Just like me. I thought local because I was just in and Israel. And you buy the narrative that is given to you by that country. So yes. So you know, you're one-minded in how one, you look at stuff. Exactly. And when you take them out from, the, from your base country and you show them another way of living, I think they will, they will be, I know my kids will think global from the age, you know, very early age. I can promise you. And that's why, by the way, I think that I am a huge believer in, you know, foreign-born people because they're much more tolerant mm -hmm. and they have perspective and, and you know, they've seen a, a bunch of stories. But also, I think you're a great example of how globalization creates movement. Uh, so we're going to talk about it, but you know, you've got a visa already, uh -huh. right? Yeah. Um, and unlike most people, I have to say, you have a supporting kind of team that helps you yeah, yeah, with I all have. the move. But I don't think it actually matters, I have to say. Okay, so logistics are easier than most people, but you know, leaving your homeland, your parents, uh, your closest friends, it's a tough shit, you know? It is. And Israel is also a very warm place, not only the weather. Mm -hmm. uh, Describe me the Israelis that you really love, that you think that you're living beyond. Like, not their names, but, you know, what yeah. is a warm, great Israeli I, atmosphere you're surrounded with that you're living? Listen, every day, I think, or three times a week, I find myself going to one of my friends to a dinner with my family. We're all together, playing together. There Never is, planned, right? Not on the no, schedule. No, no, just knocking on the doors, yeah, yeah. giving a call. What are you yeah. doing now? Nothing. Yeah. I'm coming. What are you doing now? I'm busy. I'm coming. I don't care. So we just, you know, we are just like a big community. And the community is very supporting and very, if you need anything, you know, it's, you don't have to call someone because probably he knows about it and he will call you and help you, whatever you need and whatever you want. So we have... You know, by the way, that... Took me five years to start scheduling weekends here. You scheduling now weekends? If you have kids, you schedule your. There's no knocking on the door. There's no opening. Like you schedule your weekends here. I'll try to knock on doors. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Birthdays have a starting hour and an, yeah. and an ending hour. So you can't stay until no, everybody no. goes to sleep. The invite is, <laughs> hey, welcome to my kid's birthday. It's from 3.30 to 5.30, and in 5.30, you're out. Really? Yeah. And you have to stay with your kids over there, or you can leave yeah, them? You can drop. Star yeah. drop off. Depends okay. on the age. But it's in the invite. Like, the rules are very... You had... There is an invitation. RSVP. RSVP. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> so so let's, let's tell the audience. In Israel, yeah. you just... You do a WhatsApp for everyone. You say, we have a birthday. Come at 10. Mm -hmm. That's it. And let's see how it goes. Right. And you're moving to LA soon. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, to become an immigrant or an expat or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's hard for me to hear this word, but I yes, know. yes, to be an immigrant. It's, uh, you know, my father was an immigrant in Israel. Mm -hmm. He came to Israel from Iraq. And my mother came to Israel from Algeria. So th they were immigrants in Israel. Right. They were right. kids. But, but I know the, when I see my grandma, 
who came from Iraq. At what age? She came like 20s, in her 20s. Yeah. And I see the gap between her, the culture gap between her and my parents. So it's frightened me yeah. that this it will be my gap between me and my kids oh, when yeah, I'll I be can, here. I can tell you a lot about it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's frightening. What's your fears about moving here? My kids. Okay. My kids. I, I, I will be okay. You know, I can blend everywhere. So, but my kids, I'm afraid they're going to have a big shock when they'll get in. You know, they don't know English. Mm -hmm. Now we're starting in Israel to, to teach them, but they won't know how to read and write English, proper English. And it's nine, for nine years old girl, it's hard to get in. I, I actually, I think that's logistics. Really? Yeah, I, I, I think that's going to happen. Kids are so adaptive. Yeah, I think the other problem with kids is like the identity crisis of, you know, they're used to something. And I know that my little kid, it will be okay, three years old yeah, three in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll ask you a question that is, I think, a little bit uh, not politically correct. But do you have concerns of what your kids will turn out to be? No, because mm -hmm. I don't know for how long of course, I'll no stay. One, yeah. In, in the US, yeah. I don't know. Uh -huh. You know, I think education, it's in home. And, and whatever you give them, they will get. And, and I will try to make them to know if they're going to live in America, they're Americans, but, but with an Israeli roots. Mm -hmm. Paul, the big deal about immigration is your kids. Like, you know, people always ask me, you know, and I think also the government here is like, how assimilated? And like, we're assimilated. I'm assimilated. I'm here for 10 years, but I don't matter. Mm -hmm. You know? The yeah. sacrifice that immigrants, if they stay, right? Yeah. If they stay, is that you make your kids something that you are not. Right. And there is a big gap, you know? Yes. Between are, you, that, are you afraid yeah, of that? I, I, you know, I know that my mother were embarrassed by the accent of my grandmother. Yes. I, I, and for sure, my kids, when they will be here, they will be embarrassed for my, no. my behavior and my, my... Depends where you live. Like in my, in my school... Most of the kids have a second language. Really? Yeah, and this is where globalization is changing. I, I guess LA is kind of the same. Mm -hmm. Although I think the neighborhoods in LA are less blended. integrated yes. and blended like New York City. Yeah. But they're just going to be different than you. They're yeah. going to be different than me, yeah. In, in a substantial way. Yeah, but still I think if I'm going to be a big part of their life, they're going to take the best thing that I can offer as an Israeli. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I really hope that there will be, you know, Israelis in there. There is so many th great things about Israelis mm -hmm. that I don't want them to lose. And they will have to be Americans because in their environment is American. But still, the DNA, my DNA is in them. So it can't disappear. No, I don't think it will. Uh, I, although, again, like when I go here to school, I feel like my kids are like the, on the rougher side of kids, which I like. Uh -huh. But then I take them in the summer to Israel. And they're the softers. They're, they are they're on soft. the softer yeah. side of, of. Yeah. So there is a blend there. Yeah. You know, you, you can never know what will be next no day. One knows. Nobody knows. And so we'll take it, you know, day by day and year by year. And we, we, I don't like to plan, you know, I, I don't have like the five years planning. I, have, I don't like to schedule weekends. So. Yeah. <laughs> So, I, you know, a year ago, I was here for, uh, I was pitching another TV show that I wrote. And 
I was sitting with, you know, some, the broadcaster sent me some students to sit with me and to write everything I'm saying. And I went out from the meetings and I thought, I have a cell, you know, it's, it's, I did it, I made it. Because everyone said it's a great idea, mm -hmm. we love it, we love you, we love the way you talk, we love the way you think, and that's it. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> happened. I went to Sand Hill Road for the first time to raise money, and Sand Hill Road is like a copy-pasted street. It's the same experience again, again, it's VCs. Uh -huh. And first time I went there, I had like four meetings at the same day, and I thought I, I killed it. Everybody was so complimentary, yeah. and no one got back to me. And I think that's when I realized, like, we say no very quickly, but sometimes it's pretty intimidating right. to people. Right. What's the biggest kind of adoptions you think? Like, what in your Israelism was just unacceptable to people, in your opinion, and you had to, like, calm it down? I think my direct approach mm -hmm. to people, you know, I'm, I'm telling the truth. I'm, I'm a very honest man. Mm -hmm. And here, you have to be much more polite or... I didn't... I call it the yes, but. Yes, exactly. You I don't say no. Nobody says no. No, yes, but. Yes, yeah. great idea, yeah. but... Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm not saying no, but I'm saying... But your body, our body language, yeah, our, by the way, Israeli's body language yeah. is so uh, um, transparent. Yeah, you can understand immediately what yeah. you think. I learned and, how to... How to be more gentle? <laughs> I learned to use my facial expressions less. Really? Yeah, because it's kind of a... I, I don't judge. Like, I think everybody grows in the same environment. You know, is, this kind of transparency also has downsides. Yeah. But you know what I did in, in my last meetings when I was... When I had a really good meetings? I said in the beginning, listen, I'm an Israeli. So let's talk. Let's talk in an Israeli way. Okay? Just tell me what you think. If it's good, it's good. If not, it's okay. Just let me know. I don't want to hear it's I good. I want to save us time. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to, to hear it's great, but then I won't hear from you. So just let me know what you really, really, really think about it. And it's, it works, you know, because it's a different approach. People look at you like who this guy is and why he's talking like me like that. And I told them, just talk straight. And it works. And also to my agents and my managers, this is what I'm, 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 I told them, everyone, Got, don't don't be nice to me. Don't th say things that I really want to hear. No, I don't. I, I want yeah, to hear the truth. Do you like LA? I love LA. I love it. I had a bad experience when I started when I lived there 20 years ago. I had a bad experience in LA. I, I really I didn't like it and I, I hated it actually. And now I'm coming in a different you know in a different position. Mm -hmm. So the people I meet, the people I'm I'm, I'm associate with are amazing people and in the art scene and, and Israelis and not Israelis. Mm -hmm. So now it's, it's totally different. I think the weather is amazing. I the weather is, is, as an Israeli, it's yeah. the same one. Sorry, nature yeah. all surrounding you. So it's, I love it. Sometimes when I'm, when I'm in LA and I feel there is, there is the, the other side of it, that people are very nice. Very nice. Very nice people. Yeah. You know, when, I, when you walk in, the, in Israel, nobody will tell you good morning. But that's why I said about the other side of authenticity is not great. Like you go in yeah. an elevator in Israel, there's no conversation. No conversations. In, when I came here in the beginning, I was kind of like, I, you know, I live in New York. I was like, the elevator became a, a sin. Yeah, you have to. And I was annoyed by it in the beginning. I yeah. was like, leave me alone.
Yeah. And today, if someone leaves the door and doesn't say to me, have a nice day, like I get a <laughs> There's something really nice about being nice. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I, I told my wife, when I'm, when I'm in California, I'm smiling much more than in Israel. Because people smile to you. When, people, so, so, when someone smiles to you, you have to smile back. Mm -hmm. And it's this muscle, it makes you happy. It doesn't matter because you're smiling. I agree. So this is why I love, so this is the other side and I love it. I love it when people smile to me. I love to smile back. I love to say, hi, good morning. It's something that never happened in Israel. And the polite, you know, in, in LA there is... There By the way, I don't think it's being polite. I, th I think it's a part of the DNA. You know, they're not yeah. like Americans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't think it's a... Po yeah. yeah, you're right. We see it as something polite because yeah. we don't have it. Exactly. And also, you know, in, 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 there is so many places in LA that there is no traffic light. There is just stop signs. Four stop signs. Four stop signs. Of in course. Israel, if you have four stop signs, everybody <laughs> will drive. Yeah. yeah. It's an It's few accidents in, a, in an hour. I love to be in four stops. I love it. I love it because I see, okay, now this guy, will, this is the first, he's the second, he's yeah. the third, this is my turn. And everybody with a hand. Yeah, yeah. please. Yeah. And it's, I love no, it. I, I, and then if someone, you know, is getting in, you're getting annoyed by it because what? How course. do you do that? We're, we have, we're Americans. And we have rules. <laughs> Do you already know Israelis there? Yeah, I know a lot. I know many actors, of course, and, and the art scene as well. But I know other Israelis. I, because of the success of the show, so many Israeli immigrants try to connect me. And I find some few amazing people that I'm in touch with them. And, and you know, I'll tell you a story that happened to me. I came to LA for the first time and I booked a hotel. And then I got an email from an Israeli guy. He said, listen, you gave me a present at the sh uh, you know, that show that you brought to the world. It's a present that you gave me. I want to give you a present as well. Mm -hmm. So when you come to LA, please don't book a hotel. I'm going to give you a house and a car just for your staying. Mail, gold mail. Just yeah, send email. yeah, I didn't, yeah. Know, I didn't know him. Mm -hmm. So I, I asked friends of mine to check who this guy is. And it's, he's actually an amazing guy dealing with, with real estate in, in LA. And I said, yes, for sure. And it was amazing because I, I, I earned a very good friend there. Mm -hmm. And now every, every time that I go there, I have a house. Oh, so that's a part. Yeah, this, this is it. And I have a house and Porsche. <laughs> so. I actually, I think New York is kind of warmer and nicer uh, to immigrants than most places in the world, so I don't feel a lot of that pressure. Mm -hmm. But it's it's like your English gets better on the spot, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I have to write in English, so this is a crazy thing. And I have to to be in charge of two writers' room, American writers' room now in LA. And so I have to improve my English, and I have to to work on it. And I'm going to take uh, classes, and and I I need to to make it better. I, well, I, I don't care. How's no. your English when this whole thing started? Uh, I think it was awful. <laughs> it's still, good, it's no, still. You're in good shape. Nah. Yeah. Your I, accent will, all, I mean, you're an actor, they might, like, your accent doesn't go away. No, I won't play an American for sure. Yeah. You know, never. You always say, did, did thought, not did think. Like, I always, like, yeah. our English are going to be broken. Yeah. It's all yeah. about vocabulary, yeah. by the way. People will. I know, I know. It's vocabulary, and I, I have a problem with has been and have been all the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you see, this is what I, I think is interesting for people like us. Like, we blend, we keep some that we think we have to keep. We give up some that we think we have to give up. But, you know, that, that's the whole thesis of homies is exactly around that, is how people that leave their homeland 
And, and most of the times for good, you know, most people like they're leaving their homeland for good. They need to connect. They have so much context and so much, you know, and this is what I'll do in, in the next episode because when I, start, when I had this idea for the company, really thought we are more, more tribal than any other nation in the world because mm -hmm. that's kind of the, the, the ethos that right. we're educating. Oh, there's nothing like the Israeli family. And what I realized during time is that French people behave like us, Indian people. Chinese, mm -hmm. Latinos, like people want to live in, in communities. They don't want to create a ghetto, right? but they get close very fast to people that share the same context. So I'm not surprised you already kind of have an LA Israeli cushion for your lending mm -hmm. because, you know, we're attracted to one. I'm not attracted to you, by the way, but we're attracted. I'm to attracted one. to you. Well, we, I, I appreciate <laughs> <that>. <laughs> but, you know, there is so many questions that I think your idea is what I like about that this is the place that I can ask my questions and get answers and help. In, in homies, I think this will be a place that people will help each other to get in, to blend, to be, mm -hmm. and, and also to find themselves in the community. Yeah. Now I'm shooting a movie with Ben Kingsley and Oscar Isaac and Melanie uh, um, Laurent in Argentina and I'm doing a big big role in American MGM movie it's crazy it is and and with your accent with my accent yeah for sure and are you playing a stereotyped I'm, Israeli or I'm playing the head of the Mossad oh, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. a stereotyped yeah. Israeli <laughs> <laughs> no it's about the catch of Eichmann in yeah. the 60s in, in Argentina so Ben Kingsley playing Adolf Eichmann and everything is open now I signed it in, and we're doing another two new shows yes. for Netflix American shows so they basically bought you to LA to sit down and write, and write. two full scripted shows. Yes. So Fauda 2 goes live when? Here probably March or February. So dude, you're about to make a huge move. Yeah. And first of all, good luck. Thank you very much. So ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you don't say that on the internet. No. Uh, this was Leo Raz and uh, that was Accent. Thank you. Yeah, do I have an accent? No. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.